Welcome to episode 36 of Golden Shower of Hits. Today on the podcast, Jamie and Mike will review From Mars to Sirius, the third album by French metal titans Gojira, released in 2005. Gojira is my second favorite modern metal band, and even as a fan, I can only listen to them in small doses. I must admit, the thought of Jamie having to listen to progressive metal for a week straight warms my cold black heart. Oh yeah. Hey yo. Oh yeah. How you doing? You know this? Oh, pretty good. I'm okay. uh, I'm up in the old space. Ah, uh, what? Doing uh, it old school. Kicking it old school. Why? Uh, why are you doing that? Well, my wife is shooting a video downstairs, and she's narrating. Ah. Uh, and so, you know, this is where you run into all these problems with having a home that's too small. Yeah. yeah. You you don't want makeup tips and and that sort of thing on this podcast. Well. Probably more importantly, she doesn't want to hear me talking about plaster casting talks <laughs> and uh, diarrhea, like right. anal expression yeah. on her makeup videos that yeah. like fancy ladies and also underage people listen to Gotcha. and watch. That's a bad look, Yeah, as they say. Well, I was going to say I could probably use some makeup tips, but I'll just follow her on YouTube or something, right? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> is that what she does? Yeah. Uh, just Instagram. I think the oh, right. idea is like to start populating YouTube. But gotcha. Yeah. How's you? I'm good, man. Just uh, window shopping some brass snare drums. And, nice. Uh, I don't know that it's going to happen. I had no idea they were this expensive. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> uh, like a Black Beauty snare is like seven hundred dollars. Oh my god. Yeah. That's a lot of dollars, right? Yeah, right. For I mean, I guess you know the snare is probably the most important part of the year drum kit, but Jesus, it's a lot of money. Yeah, it's a lot of cake. Buy another SG for that. (laughs) Another one of those really nice ones. Yeah, or uh, another Marshall cabinet, maybe. I mean, you need one of those for sure. Yeah, exactly. I need. It's weird having many as you can get. It's weird having an even number of cabinets. You know, you gotta have gotta get an odd number so is that right yeah <laughs> not on stage i should um i should put one in the bathroom just to fuck with my wife <laughs> <laughs> it's my house too you know <laughs> <laughs> get like um one of those marshall refrigerators to put in there <laughs> yeah right you get thirsty on the toilet <laughs> <laughs> have you seen the uh the marshall dresser no. Yeah, it's like a full stack. Uh, you know, it's it's like homemade or whatever. It's not something they sell, but it, it looks like a full stack, and it's dresser drawers that pull out. It's pretty awesome. 
That sounds pretty sick. Yeah. That sounds like something I would want to have in my studio. Yeah. It'd be good for storing stuff, you know? Well, that's, yeah, yeah, typically drawers are. Well, I mean, like, you know, I guess (laughs) most of the time when I think of drawers, I think of closed storage, but in your studio, it'd be good to store random music stuff, so. Could do. Yeah. How's your week, man? Uh, How's the diet going? Oh, it's good. Really? Yeah. Awesome. 14 pounds. Really? You've lost 14 pounds? Yeah. Can you fucking believe that? Holy shit. That's awesome. Congratulations, man. Well, you know, losing it is is only half the battle. (laughs) It's like making money. Like (laughs) holding on to it is the hard part. Yeah. You know, uh, leaving leaving that weight behind is, is the tricky part. Yeah. You know, like maintaining some good habits or whatever. All the cliches you hear, they're all true. Yeah, it was always my problem. Like, I'd lose a bunch of weight, and then I'd be like, let's celebrate pizza yeah. and ice cream tonight, you know? Here's the thing. You know, you hear all these things, and I was just like, what a load of shit. You're like, oh, foods that are, you know, anti-inflammatory and this and that. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. I For two weeks, I haven't eaten anything but kale and a fucking handful of frozen berries and some protein powder and a bunch of chia and I mean, I even cut, I was putting a little oat milk in there for flavor for a while. And I was putting like Greek yogurt in there. I stopped doing that. Here's the thing. I realized waking up in the morning that when I walk downstairs to go like, feed, you know, feed and give the dogs water and then take them for a walk. Yeah. Every day since we moved into this house, I have had to hold on to the rail Okay. As I walk down the stairs, because my ankles and my hips are are so sore and achy. Yeah. And I I haven't done that for the last week. Oh wow. And so, uh, there you go. Yeah. No. I, after I had my heart attack, they really talked about and you know uh, food that was anti-inflammatory. You know what I mean? Yeah, dude. That was a big thing. It's so. real. I I've been saying bullshit, bullshit, bullshit for. My whole life. Right. But I was bullshit. <laughs> you were the bullshit. I was the bullshit, right. man. That's uh, cool, man. So, yeah, so that's you, how that's going. So it's mostly like a, uh, uh, like a smoothie diet? That's, I mean, I've had, if I get hungry, which today I didn't get hungry at all. Uh, I'll have an apple or like a handful of almonds or some carrots. And the thing is, that I actually really like vegetables. Yeah. Like I love vegetables. More, like more than I like pizza even. Really? <laughs> Jesus. Like roasted vegetables are my favorite. Uh-huh. I'll fucking eat that shit every day. Huh. Yeah. I love them. Uh and there's zero consequence. Like you don't yeah. you, don't, you know, you don't get diarrhea for eating from eating but you have to eat a lot of vegetables to get some diarrhea. Right. So, yeah, I don't huh. know. I mean, I, f- I feel really good. Uh, I'm st- starting to figure out how to, you know, how to plan ahead and, and maintain so that I'm not crashing. Because it can be catastrophic. Like if if I made a smoothie and, and split, because you just kind of sip on it. You don't pound right. it. Like that's what I always do, just fucking, fucking scarf. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I just like nurse that thing. But if I was out for 10 or 12 hours and I didn't plan ahead and pack something for later, I, you know, things get weird. Yeah. 
And like because of blood sugar? Or? Yeah, because you get hungry. You That's need to not get very many uh, calories. You need to get type two diabetes where low blood sugar is not the problem. <laughs> <laughs> Like me, yeah. Well, yeah, so that's good. Man, we looked at a house today. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Oh, boy. In, Por- in Portland? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's next door. We're just, you know, from now on, well, how we're going to do the podcast, I'm just going to get, we'll have some tin cans. Yeah, and some string. And some string, yeah. That's a great idea. I wonder how that would sound. <laughs> uh, I, I would love it I if you were my neighbor. Probably as good as the last episode. No, the last episode didn't sound bad. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't bad. Your Skype uh, quality increased significantly of, like a few weeks ago. So, because it used to sound mm-hmm. terrible, but thanks. Uh, well, I think it was just Skype or something. So, but now, yeah, it's it's like usable, you know. So, so we looked at this house today. Yeah, that was a little bit bigger than our house, but more importantly the way just the way it's laid out and how much storage and closet space was Mm -hmm. incredible incredible and it has a finished barn with a studio in it whoa yeah man that's pretty cool i mean we're both pretty you know pretty antsy about it it's it's i mean there's so much about it that's ideal it's not absolutely perfect, yeah. but it's pretty rad. That's cool. How far away yeah. is it from your current place? Fuck. I could almost, I couldn't throw a rock and hit it, but I could probably shoot a rock with a wrist rocket and hit it. Wow. Yeah. I always wonder about uh, that. Like, not. like if you're moving to the house next door or like just like a couple houses away, like, do you put all your shit in a car and then drive it over <laughs> and then unpack it or you just walk it over, you know? I think so. I think you go with a low mileage plan on the truck. Right. And, <laughs> you know, rather than uh, high, unlimited miles and, and uh, pay a higher fee. Right, right. Because moving is moving, no matter how far you're doing it. I, you know, it doesn't matter if you're moving across the country or to the next block. You still have to pack your shit. Yeah. Put it in a truck, take it out of the truck, put it in the new place and unpack. Yeah. Same bullshit. So anyway, that was very exciting. You guys going to put an offer on it? Well, it's a pretty unique situation. I don't want to jinx myself, but um, we wouldn't really have to. It's not on the market. Oh, okay. It's not on the market. These are just like some friendly neighbors Mm -hmm. that, you know, yeah, some friendly neighbors. That's it. (laughs) And uh, and it's... it's Are you guys going to swap houses? No, it's not for, they're going to leave the area, Okay, but it might not be, it might be two years. So it's exciting because, well, maybe in the next two years we'll have, you know, we have this thing to look forward to. Yeah. In the meanwhile, I don't, you know, I don't know. Yeah. Trying to be a TV star over here, (laughs) you know? (laughs) Well, good luck, man. It yeah, thanks. sounds like it sounds like that. That's not the neighbor that you have the blood feud with. No, it was. I mean, I, I've interacted <laughs> with him since, and and it's it's okay. Okay, you know, uh, you know, we had a we had a bad interaction. Yeah, it was it was bad, and uh, and that was it. You know what happened is uh, some I don't know, a tree fell down in his yard. Mm-hmm. 
knocked out the power and the fire department. We were uh, deployed and, and then everyone went home. It was just like, all right, this is nothing. But like I stuck around and helped him clear the tree. Yeah. Which I think probably he, I think he was surprised by, you know? Yeah. Uh, but I was like, look, man, I'm constantly surprised at how nice you are. <laughs> well, look, we could go on fucking stink eyeing each other forever. Yeah. Or one of us has to sort of like, you know, extend and offer the olive branch. And I realized that was going to have to be me. <laughs> and I've, I'm fine with that because look, we're going to be neighbors. That's we're neighbors, you know? Right. Yeah. He owns his house. I own my house for the moment. That's the scenario. <laughs> so we have a neighbor. <clears throat> this is how different you and I are. Uh, we have a neighbor uh, a, behind us and across like two houses. Yeah. And I'm convinced that they're burning trash. And they burn it like every fucking day. And they'll burn it all night. So I can't. Like I go in the fucking backyard and I'm miserable because it smells so bad. Oh, that sucks. And instead of trying to figure, you know befriend this neighbor like uh, mike squires would i spend all my time outside with my dogs when they're going to the bathroom trying to figure out a way to get them like kicked out of their house <laughs> like, do they like, own it uh i think the guy's dad owns it so yeah you know I i'm like should i swat these guys yeah <laughs> you know what i mean you know about swatting do what do you know about do you know, know what swatting is? is? No. Swatting is uh, it's pretty awful. <clears throat> um, these guys on the internet will like basically call the police and say, "Hey, there's been shots fired in this house, or I'm shoot, I'm killing everyone in this house," and then the fucking SWAT team shows up. How do you do that without being tracked? Uh, oh, it's pretty easy to fucking use IP telepathy and make phone calls and not be tracked. So. Yeah, and so what? The SWAT team is deployed there. Yeah, with guns blazing or guns out, you know. But then, <laughs> so. I mean, but then the SWAT's not going to show up and be like, "Well, that was right. that was a fake call." But look at this burn pile. This is not. Fair. <laughs> <laughs> They're not going to show up and be like, "Hey, let's get the fire marshal. Let's get the fire marshal down here right away." Yeah, something you strange know, is afoot here. I haven't figured out the whole plan yet, but <laughs> I'd work. I'd hone that a little bit. Yeah. Needs I'd sharpen work. that tool. Yeah. Needs a little polish. <clears throat> yeah. So. So brass <sighs> snares. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what, what's gotten into you? Uh, I spent a lot of time watching videos about recording and stuff like that. And people, you know, playing different instruments and microphones and stuff like that. And uh, kept noticing like, God, all these drum sounds that I like. All these people are playing brass snares, and so I listened, watched a bunch of like AB videos between like brass snares and different depths and and that sort of thing. And I'm like, oh yeah, okay, so I need a a deep brass snare. That's <laughs> what I'm missing. So we'll see. Uh, did you ever connect with Don? Uh, I sent him an email a couple weeks ago, and he never responded. So, yeah. What did you say? Like, hey, do this for me? No, I said. Um, you know, like That's I was a big I fan say. of <laughs> do it. They do this for me. 
I told him I was a, a fan of the mixes that he did for your videos and stuff. And then uh, I had a idea for a plugin. And I asked Mike if he knew anybody that does, you know, like plugin development. And he, he said that you did. And so I thought, well, shit, I'll shoot you an email. And, you know, maybe this idea is completely stupid, but I would imagine everybody's had this exact same problem. And I have an idea how to fix it. But, you know, it needs to be written as a software plugin. And you're certain that it doesn't exist? Uh, not. I, I also wrote in there, I'm like, this maybe exists. Maybe this is a dumb idea. You know, if so, just tell me to get lost. <laughs> and then uh, kind of just explain the, the, I'm like, I feel ridiculous explaining this problem to you because I know you know what this problem is. And uh, Is it hemorrhoids? No, it's, so when you have uh, multiple microphones on like a guitar cabinet, Mm-hmm. A lot of times you're using the mics for uh, color. You know what I mean? Um, like some mark, uh, some mics are, are darker than others and some are, mics are brighter and that sort of thing. And it's hard to um, kind of like, you're like, okay, I want to use the 57, but I don't know if I want to use the 421 or the M160, right? And so you kind of want to AB between them. But the problem is when you're ABing or, or you're adding a mic a second mic to an existing mic it like doubles the volume right so you want to hear the color change uh, uh let me let, let me back up what you know naturally whenever anything is louder it sounds better to people uh when you have the one mic and you add the second mic it sounds quote unquote better because it's louder right uh so it, it's hard to to hear you know, I just want to hear the tonality or the color change. I don't want to hear a volume change. So you can adjust the faders and all that stuff, but uh, you can't just like A, B, A, B, A, B, A, B to decide what you think sounds better. You hit A and then you do, you know, you hit B and then you do a few adjustments and then there's a few seconds have gone by. So there's not a good instantaneous A, B comparison, right? So my idea for the plugin was... <clears throat> You know, you can have this group of mics and the plugin will uh, automatically adjust the output level to be the exact same, no matter how many mics you add. So, you know, you add three mics, it, it turns all three mics down a little bit so that the end volume uh, amount is the same as it was with just one mic. So then you're only hearing color differences or tonal differences. You know what I mean? Well, I'm terrible at audio routing. And yeah. I don't even know how to use that stuff. But let me ask you this. This is terrible radio. Maybe <laughs> eight maybe eight people have any kind of interest and two of them are like, all right, you've got my attention. But can't you can't you create duplicates of the tracks and or create submixes and A B those? There is a way to do it. Uh, with a ton of work uh, in the, on the front end, you know what I mean? By like mixing stuff together and bouncing it down and then sticking it on a thing and then setting the level for that one and then doing that again, you know what I mean? Like it would be right. tons of work. Whereas if you could just put up like four mics on a guitar cabinet and just, you know, fucking A, B, A, B, A, B, A, B, you know, A, B, C, A, B, you know, B and C, D and E, you know, that sort of thing. And then go, okay, I think this is what sounds the best. Um, so... Yeah, I mean, there's ways to do it, but it'd be a lot of work, I think, so. But then again, you know, maybe a lot of people... Hey, Jamie. Don't 
you know, they're just like, oh, I'll just use a 57 and a Royer, uh, what, you know, Royer ribbon mic and call it good, if it was, you know. If it was easy, everyone would do it. Yeah, it's true. Don't you hate it when people say that? <laughs> fucking drives me crazy, man. Makes me fucking crazy. <sighs> Anyways, that was my idea for the plug-in. It's just, you know, I mean, it's nothing fun or fancy. It's just a utility, you know, but I think a lot of people could get some use out of it. But it's got a ping pong delay also, right? <laughs> right. Uh, it's got some sort of sizzle reverb that it, fucking twinkles on the top. Yeah? No? Is it great for worship leading? <laughs> 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 does it does it come in a fancy case? Uh, yeah, we'll burn on a CD-ROM for you. <laughs> it comes only on a floppy disk. You got to figure it out. That's what she said. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Wow. Anyways. It's awful. So uh, I have some follow-up for this week. Oh, uh, really? Let's see. So um, the we l- last, I think it was last episode, we talked about me trying to do the Swinging World Record for oh, the Guinness, yeah. Guinness Book. Turns out there's a Swinging World Record, but it's lim- you have to be 16 years older, older. Yeah. <laughs> what yeah you have to be 16 to fucking do the swinging world record says right on their website i was like what the fuck i would have had this at seven anyways the swinging world record is 32 hours two minutes and three seconds why do you have to be 16 i don't know it says in the book you have to be no it just just on this i mean on on some uh other guinness book entries i've seen it hasn't had this note but this one says age restrictions applications for this record title will only be accepted if the applicant is 16 years of age or over so apparently they don't want little kids trying the swinging world record fuckers because they don't is it because they don't want the kid falling asleep and cracking their head open and having to wear a bicycle helmet for the rest of their life i would imagine some kid probably got fucked up trying it because you know i mean little kids could totally go for this one you know what i mean so little kids are pretty dumb yeah and then uh, some dumb stuff while I was reading about that, I came across the uh, Guinness Book of World Records for largest guitar amplifier, which is complete really? bullshit. It is. Tell me why. Uh, because it is a, let's see, uh, 10 foot tall, 8 foot wide. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, 10 foot long, 8 foot tall, and 4 foot wide uh, Princeton Reverb. <laughs> well, I don't think that's been updated because at Nam last year, 2020, there was a a massive SVT amp that was a part of um, the. I mean, it was just whatever, yeah, some dingaling, uh, you know, whatever attention grabber. Mm-hmm. But uh, what's his butt from the from Spinal Tap? Oh yeah, he he made an appearance there and played in front of it. Really, really, yeah. That's Derek awesome. Smalls. Yeah, it's uh, first of all, that's big, pretty good, right? Yeah, yeah. This is bullshit. I think my Marshall stacks are taller than eight feet tall. So wait a minute, Pino Palladino played bass in Spinal Tap. Mm, I don't know who that is. And David Gilmore played bass in Spinal Tap. <laughs> really? <laughs> what? what? Wonder the if fuck? they just like out the on stage or something. Are you something. fucking kidding me? Are you kidding me? Wait a minute. Wait a goddamn minute. That can't be true, right? I don't know. I mean, who has the fucking cojones to, let's see, keyboard, bass? No. 
he didn't play bass, but Pino Palladino did. That's incredible. Yeah, I don't know who that is. Pino Palladino is arguably like one of the sickest bass players ever. He was the guy that they called to play the gig three days after Entwistle died. Oh, really? He, yeah. He's the reason that I have a fretless bass. Nice. Yeah. This will come out the day after my video, so it's fine to talk about, but I converted a bass to fretless so I could learn how to play Every Time You Go Away by Paul Young. Okay. And, uh, and I did it. Nice. I fucking converted this thing, and then, boom, Bob's your uncle. Now I've... And I got a bunch of people convinced him that it was a great idea to do a cow trips of it. And, and it came out yesterday as far as listeners are concerned. Nice. So I that's who Pino that. Palladino is. Okay. I don't know why it even got on my radar. I'd heard that song a million times before. And then one day I, I actually heard the bass line. You know how hmm. sometimes you've heard something a lot and then all of a sudden you just, you hear it differently one day? Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's what happened. Mm, yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Great story, Mike. Yeah. <laughs> great radio. Keep up the great work. <laughs> I, uh, I watched a David Crosby documentary this week. That was pretty good. Was it? Yeah, from, uh, you know, Crosby, Stills, Nash. Yeah, I know who he is. He okay. loved drugs. Yeah, yeah he did. <laughs> <laughs> he was a fan. It's called Remember My Name. It was on, I rented it on Amazon Dreaming or whatever. Actually, I think I had to buy it. It was like 13 bucks, but it was good. Uh it was kind of eye-opening. So it was eye-opening? Yeah. Um <laughs> you know, after hearing the guy's story, like my perception of David Crosby is has always been that he's a dickhead, you know? Right. And my perception of him hasn't changed after watching the documentary. Right. But uh, what I didn't realize is <laughs> he reminds me a lot of me. <laughs> I'm like, oh, we got a lot in common. <laughs> and every, I think this guy's a dickhead. <laughs> so that was a little eye-opening. Can you imagine him and Neil Young in a band together? Yeah, right. It seems impossible. Yeah, apparently they fucking hate each other now. Well, Neil Young hates him. Actually, all of those guys hate him now. Oh, really? Well, it was interesting. Um, uh, apparently, did you know Neil Young is married to um, uh, the lady from Darryl Splash? Hannah? Yeah, Her Daryl yeah. Hannah or Clan of the Cave, Clan of the Cave Bear, or whatever. Anyways, apparently. Uh, uh david crosby had a hot take off mic after talking to some interviewer and talked a bunch of shit about daryl <laughs> and uh yeah i got back to neil young and neil young is just like fuck david crosby and uh apparently when neil young is on howard stern he doesn't even refer to them as crosby stills nash and young he calls them stills nash and young he won't even say crosby's name <laughs> so that was pretty interesting and then uh yeah, I guess him and um, uh, Nat Graham Nash. Graham Nash is super pissed at him. Uh, and their last performance together was at like the, the Christmas tree lighting ceremony at the White House when Barack Obama was president. Mm -hmm. And you, you need to try to find it if it's on YouTube. It is awful. 
one one or more of them is fucking it up on purpose you know like their voices together is magic you know it's just right. beautiful three-part harmony and yeah one or more of them is throwing it off on purpose and it's so bad oh my god it's so bad uh yeah because i i think none of them were speaking to each other and uh i i have a feeling they're they're like i don't want to do this anymore so one of them was throwing it off so that they wouldn't get invited to do shit anymore which is brilliant you know but uh, uh so yeah so nash is pissed at uh crosby and then one thing uh i thought was interesting that jennifer pointed out about the documentary is uh he never ever talks about steven stills like throughout the entire documentary like he talks about Nash, he talks about Young, never mentioned Stephen Stills in the entire documentary. So I thought. Did you look into that at all? No. I wonder um, if he fucked his wife or something. Yeah, right. Well, I know that uh, David Crosby was dating um, sing- singer songwriter lady with long blonde hair, uh, Joni Mitchell. Oh. He was dating Joni Mitchell for a long time. I think uh, Crosby met her in Florida and they started dating and she moved out to California. But then. They broke up and she dated uh, Graham Nash for a long time. So, well, there you go. A little bit of a f- fuckery <laughs> between those guys, go. I guess. There's so. nothing that'll fuck up a friendship quicker than that. Yeah. Well, I think that uh, that happened in the early, early 70s. And, you know, those guys really yeah, good at the great. You said he was a lot like you. No, no, no. Uh, Crosby was dating her. Then she broke up with Crosby and started dating Nash. Now Nash hates right. Crosby. And so. Nash won't even mention, uh, and Crosby won't even mention Nash, right? No, Crosby won't mention Stills. Oh, different. Yeah. yeah. That's too many assholes. Yeah. But anyway, keep track of all these assholes. Yeah. It was an interesting documentary, you know, because um, you can tell that, like, he's pretty old now. I think he's in his 80s, maybe and um right yeah he had to sell all his publishing stuff because he's broke and he's having to tour because he's broke (laughs) just pretty sad that's a Uh, fucking drag yeah um but you know i mean his voice still sounds great and uh you know you can tell he feels real bad about how he handled himself in his youth and is i don't know kind of trying to make amends for it before he dies you know Uh, like you know he, he he's in the documentary he's like yeah you know i i'm ready to go at any time i'm one more heart you know i've had six heart attacks and a liver transplant and i have diabetes and hep c you know he's like he's like i'm you know like one day away from dying you know so uh right. yeah so it's interesting listen up kids there's no time like the present to not be a cock <laughs> be like mike don't be like jamie if you're just not a fucking cock, you don't have to make amends. Yeah, it's true. If you're not a cock, uh, there's no doodle do. You know, <laughs> it's pretty much that easy. We talked about uh, what was that movie um, uh, with Sean Connery that you brought up? War of the Roses or something? Oh, War yeah, the- name name of the rose. Name of the rose. Remember? It was the name of the vertical columns. So uh, because of Jennifer, <laughs> did List- you watch it? No, but uh, that was brought up on the podcast. And Jennifer, I, I never knew this about Jennifer, but Jennifer apparently never licks her fingers to do things. Like she won't because of that movie. No, she she's like I don't understand why people have to lick their fingers to do things. Like I've never done that. I'm like you don't lick your finger. Like if you're counting a bunch of 
cash or trying to flip pages in a book? She's like, nope. I'm like, even to open like a produce bag at the grocery store? She's like, no. <laughs> so I've concluded that she must have swe- sweaty that, fingers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Does she have like eely, like little suction cups? Like I have no idea, but I watched her. She's got like her own way of like turning pages in a book that. I'm like, okay, well, let's, cause she had a, like a book with like uh, glossy pages and I'm like, okay, well, this, you know, how do you do it on a book that ha- doesn't have glossy pages? You know, she showed me and I'm like, okay. So I guess she's just worked it out to where she does, she has, she does things uh, her own way and never has to like lick her fingers to like do things, which I thought was weird. So. Uh, if I didn't lick my fingers to open up poop bags for the dog's poop how do you open them i, I don't know how she does able, it no i'm saying i would never be able to do it it's i don't know how the fuck she does it she must have little like tentacle sucker things on her fingertips or something that it sounds like yeah it. it's super you might weird want to see if she can use that to your advantage <laughs> maybe she's got a trick up her sleeve that yeah, you right? haven't discovered yeah. yet just saying yeah if she's listening right now, now is not the time to hold out on Jamie because <laughs> the cat's out of the bag. Yeah. She could use her little suckers to get the blackheads off my face or something. <laughs> off your nose. Yeah. <laughs> uh, hey, you said that there was some follow-up. Yeah. Well, this, I'm following, this is all my follow-up. This is my last piece of follow-up. Uh, last week when we were... and. W- we need to not discuss this anymore because we're going to lose our last listener. But uh, uh, last week when you asked what Kiss albums came out uh, when my the speakers I like were made, the real question should have been which ACDC albums came out during those years because those oh. first, uh, the, all those first ACD records, ACDC records are all using Blackback Celestians. So there you go. Well, they're also not very high gain. Those no. guitar sounds are not. No, yeah, it's very gainy. Yeah, people get that wrong all the time. It's like a what a JTM forty five or something with no like distortion or overdrive pedal. Yeah, yeah it, there's not a lot of distortion in the sound. But yeah, they're, yeah, not, that's doing, those they're not pulling a Jimmy Page or an Eddie Van Halen and running anything up in front or right. anything like yeah. that. Nope. So, but yeah, that's the sound of the speakers. <laughs> in case you were wondering. Anyways, that's all I got you, for follow-up. You sent me a really concerned email after that conversation. I did. Do you want to talk about it? <laughs> if you want to. Did you watch the video? You were like, you were so serious. No. God damn it, Mike. I was, seriously, you didn't watch the video? No. <sighs> I asked you as a because friend to watch the video. It's a, It's not the kind of thing that a friend asks a friend you, as a friend. You're such a dick. Like, watch this fucking speaker shoot out like that's a <laughs> like a friend if you were like hey as a friend i need you to come to portland and help me move i would do it but i'm not gonna watch a video just because you are so up your own ass about speakers <laughs> i understand that speakers are important but they are as important as any component no they're like, not they're more important look look the thing is everything is like all lives are all lives are precious, no, Jamie. It's not. <laughs> you know? Yeah. All lives are precious. And every fucking everything in the signal chain is as important as you allow it to be. So if <sighs> if you're in the business of fucking making that your priority in your signal chain, 
then that's great. I don't care. That's, I don't, I don't contest that it's not real, but so are tubes, so are cables, so are capacitors, so are pickups. But the thing is you put the same speakers and the same pickups in every one of your fucking cabinets and guitars. And so uh, all you know is that point of reference and whatever comes in that doesn't sound like that. I feel like you're not really giving yourself the opportunity to have any kind of variety in your life. I'm so disappointed. I asked you on a serious level, as a friend, please do this for me. It's eight, <laughs> it's eight minutes. Please watch this with headphones on. And you couldn't even would, do it. I would, have fall, I would have fallen asleep. <sighs> so disappointed. I know that speakers are huge. I understand that speakers are very important. And I understand the difference between a 75 watt Celestian and a fucking vintage 30 and a 25. I understand. I don't, I don't understand really like the, I don't understand the science, but I understand like how they react to the load. And I understand what sort of effect that has and what it does to the high end. And a, a lot of, you know, Whatever. I understand it's important, but I just really, I'm amused by the fact that you just fucking hang your hat so hard on that and you just fucking, you're going to ride that into your grave. <laughs> like it's going to be fucking engraved on your tombstone. You know, you just told me all these things that you understand. And I got to tell you the thing that I misunderstood about all this is how close of friends we actually are. How good of a friend you are. <laughs> I can't believe it. I can't believe I fucking asked you in a serious manner to do this for me and you couldn't do it. So disappointed. Well, stick around, Jamie. If if that disappoints you, I've got lots of surprises in store. Oh, you fucking bastards. All right. Well, unless you got any follow-up, we should probably talk about this record. Uh, Let's see if we had any social media stuff come up. I'm sure that Rudy sent some messages. Lots of them. Maybe. He sent, uh, let's see here. He did uh, comment. Um, uh, he commented on on the episode post. Let's see if I can find it here. This is terrible radio once again. <laughs> That's all right. He said something to the effect of, uh, he basically, you know, reinforced a bunch of things. He said, Okay, motherfuckers, just started this episode. Yes, my message had typos in it, but you deciphered reasonably well. I have diarrhea of the brain and write posts too long to actually proofread. <laughs> For starters, Squires mentioned Jim Kimball. Oh, as part of the Denison Kimball trio. Oh, right. got it. Right. But he was also in the Laughing Hyenas uh, Mule and was the choice of all the drummers in the world to take over loving drumming duties in Jesus Lizard. Oh, okay, so he did drum in the Jesus Lizard, but later. Also, Jamie is right. Amp matters more than guitar. Yeah, there we Uh, go. Rudy's got my back. You know what? Hey, hey, hey. He says amp matters more than guitar, not speaker. He just wasn't clear. That's okay. Well... I'm just saying. Also, I, I mean, I could, I feel like I could talk about this a lot because after having worked in the MI and not having a deep understanding of all that, but when people are developing things, mm-hmm. a lot of the cost analysis of how 
of how the product, you know, because a lot of products are are designed around meeting a price point specifically the very very specifically designed around meeting a price point right because they want to compete with some other cheap shit and so the components that they use are they dictate they're dictated by that um end cost fucking framework so I don't know what it is about these 25s and why is anyone making new ones? Uh so Scumback makes what they consider a clone of the basically the speaker I like and I have a quad of those and they don't sound anything like <laughs> they don't sound anything like my black packs. Is it because they're not broken in enough? I, mm. I imagine you've fucking played this shit out of them. Yeah, I uh put but do a, they sound good? Uh they're okay. I mean they're better than vintage 30s, but they're I mean, they're not anything close to right. the black pack. So, uh, let's see. He goes on. I got an E for says, <laughs> He says, "What about uh, speaker warehouse? Do they make any shit?" Uh, I have. Well, a, a lot of people make greenback greenback clones. <laughs> so, and I haven't, I haven't right. bothered. So he says, so he goes on to say, uh, uh, Jamie is right. Amp matters more than guitar. Duh. Even the world's foremost child pornography researcher, Pete Townsend, has <laughs> spoken at length about it to explain why he now plays a strat like a small child. It's just easier. <laughs> the amp does all the real work anyway. Oh my God. Okay. Back to listening to your stupid voices. Uh, love Rudy, dude. Uh, more unrequested thoughts. Yes, Mike, soft bulletin is better. Yeah, I know that. Fun fact, the second to last concert I saw before my diagnosis was the Flaming Lips. They played a small venue and only came to this town because they had never played here before, which is kind of cool. Oh, that's, that's interesting. That's cool. Also, they did a radio symphony while in town where they broadcast a piece across four radio stations simultaneously. Whoa. What? Pretty much horrible, but fun. Does that mean you would have to, you would have to have all four radio stations on? Yeah, must be. Also, that Stephen Drews dude is one of the hardest hitting drummers of all time. A friend was briefly in a band with him in high school, but they kept getting kicked out of places to practice because he was too loud. Wow, that's pretty wild. Yeah. So fucking Rudy bringing the facts in the non-Wikipedia research from Rudy. <laughs> I love it. Uh, and my friend Chris, uh, did say, uh, that the black back Celestians do sound good. Yeah. He said, don't get me wrong. I love good guitars. I just have a hard time justifying having thousands of dollars wrapped up, uh, in speakers. Yeah. Well, uh, so one of the videos I was going to send you was, um, uh, there's a guy who, uh, he has one cabinet and he puts multiple high gain heads on it. And you can hardly tell the difference between the heads. Like, a, uh, he's doing like a Soldano, a 5150 and a Splon. Then right. he takes one of the amps and puts it on different cabinets. And there's a huge difference in sound. So the amp heads didn't matter, you know, like between amp heads, you could hardly even tell the difference. But when you put different speakers on any of the one, you know, one amp head, there's a giant difference in tone. So again, speakers and cabinets affect your tone more so than guitars and amp heads. That was never the argument. The argument was what's most important. And it and 
Really, the truth is, Jamie, it depends on what scenario you're in. Like if you're playing in your living room, you know, low volume, does it matter? I mean, it does, but not as much because you're not getting speakers. Because you're on your fucking couch. And really, what you want to be doing is playing a nice guitar. (laughs) Because in that moment, playing a shitty guitar, there's nothing worse in the whole world. Right? Yeah, no, I agree there. Yeah. So it's situational. I mean, you know, I'm talking about it from playing a show standpoint. Yeah. At a show, I'd rather have a nice amp and a fucking... But also, you know, you say nice amp, shitty guitar. Like the scope of what is a shitty guitar is pretty broad. Like, is it a something you found in the dumpster with a pickup that keeps cutting out? Or is it a $200 Squire Affinity? So because those are still pretty good. Yeah. These days, like those, you know, $200 guitar these days is a lot nicer than a $200 guitar when we were growing up. Yeah. Cause I'm done growed up. You know, I, I know that you have more of a physical connection with a guitar and you have a preference for, um, uh, string spacing and bridge height and, you know, how it feels in your hand uh but how it feels in your hand doesn't necessarily affect the sound the audience is hearing that's your own personal interaction with the guitar but it affects how you how you play yeah but so does yeah so uh, the sound will also affect how you attack a guitar so you know but like if we were talking about uh compressor head right you know them nope you've never seen compressor head compressor head is a robot band i think i've talked about them on the show before yeah 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 yeah. i saw they did i've only ever they only know one song right no they know they got a couple uh them doing ace of spades is pretty great yeah (laughs) but uh you know when the when the meat bag when the human is taken out of it uh it's you know i'm talking about the sound that is on stage so anyways i Believe what you want, people. <laughs> I tried to help. Don't rent shitty cabinets from rental places and just bring your fucking head on tour. But if you don't care, you don't care. So, I mean, I, if you're I, on I tour tried. and you have your head, you know, you could probably bring a cabinet. Yeah. But if it's a fly-in and you're bringing a cab like or a head, that's just dumb. Just, uh, you know, whatever. Yeah. Get a, get a fucking fractal. Yeah. Or fucking helix. I've been Seriously. I've been watching videos about those um uh what are they cortex cortex things oh yeah quad fuck quart whatever yeah I know yeah. what you're talking about the new one yeah yeah sounds How's all right it look it looks good um sounds they all sound pretty good yeah. that's the thing you know I will say um I I did listen to some A B between that and a Kemper and I thought that sounded better so the thing is is like if you were in a control room. And someone put an amp out front and, and then you were like A, B, C, D, like blind testing. Mm -hmm. Most people wouldn't know the difference. Yeah. And I'm not sure I would. And honestly, I'd love to see you go through that test. I'd love it. I'd pay money to see it (laughs) actually. Well, uh, I will say, um, so the guys, uh, so I only drink Avion water. And, uh, oh, really? Yeah. 
And uh, the guys at my work were busting my balls about it a couple of years ago. They're like, you can't tell the difference between water. It's like, of course I can. Oh, you totally can. And uh, yeah, so they, they bought a bunch of spring water and some Avion water. And I instantly picked out the Avion. So <laughs> that, is, that is a sense that is one of your senses that you haven't pummeled into oblivion. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, hundreds I of thousands of cigarettes long. and, uh, you know, everything else. Mm, still. Yeah. Just I mean, saying. I, you know, I, I know my guitar setup sounds like I love how it sounds. I, nothing would make me happier to, to get that sound in a box that costs 200 bucks. I would, I would well, be the yeah. happiest person on earth. Fat chance finding a box that costs 200 bucks. It sounds great. Uh, I mean, anything that's current production that uh, sounds like my setup bucks. would be fucking great. So, yeah. yeah, those things are all 1600 to $2,000. Yeah. Yeah. What did you think about these Frenchies? <sighs> you know, it's funny. I, um, this is not, <laughs> I am not into this kind of music. I know. Uh, I was telling Jen about it, and and uh, like I was like, oh, I've had to listen to this Gojira all week, and she's like, "Why are you crying to me? You know that I love thrash metal." <laughs> like, I was like, "Ah, oh, fuck, that's right." <laughs> so yeah, because I like put some of it on the Alexa. Like, Wait a minute, it. does she love Anthrax? Uh, I don't know that she loves Anthrax, but she loves Slayer, and uh, uh, I'm trying to remember who else she likes. Like, like one year for her birthday, she's like, will you buy me um, some Black Sabbath t-shirts and some Slayer t-shirts for my birthday? I was like, okay. <laughs> so, yeah. She's, uh, All right. she's in the Slayer. So, anyways, yeah, I played Gojira for her, and she's like, this is rad. And I'm like, ah, fuck. <laughs> so, she's got, she's got all the vinyl on order. Yeah, right. For the, for the cabin house. Oh, Christ. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm just not, um, I'm not into newer metal stuff. And I, I really tried to think of, you know, I, I kind of like Mastodon. Um, mm -hmm. These and, guys remind me of, they're like a post Mastodon metal band. Right. Like they have that mathy herky jerky thing going on sometimes. There's, um, there's definitely things I liked about them. Um, and, and I really thought about, you know, I really thought like, okay, this guy's voice is great. He's got a great singing voice. Um, technically, guitar playing wise, they're amazing. Oh yeah. Um, it's unbelievable how they're able to put so many different riffs and parts together into one song. Like, like I have hundreds of riffs laying around, and I cannot make one riff fit with another. You know, what I mean, like that's why right. they're just riffs. That's why they're not songs. And so it's amazing, you know, when these guys can put, you know, a dozen riffs killer riffs well, that's one of song, the benefits you know that's one of the benefits of being a prog metal band yeah it's like you can you know you can go between time signatures and keys and right you know or just move you know it's fine um, it can be it can be a weird transition and this drummer i the guy that plays drums joe uh mario duplant planter uh i watched some videos of him, of him playing drum solos uh on youtube and because I was reading all this stuff, like people voted him the best drummer of all time, <laughs> you know? What? Yeah, like uh, uh, Metal Sucks or, I don't know, one of, one of those like heavy metal websites uh, voted him like the best drummer of the year or of all time or some shit like that. 
and the wow. i mean watching him play drum solos on youtube is it's like oh my god this guy this guy is one of the greatest drummers i've ever seen so right. it, you know it's like they have all the ingredients and and i don't i don't know why i don't care for it um and and so i really thought about that a lot today and i thought why do i you know i, I was thinking like okay why do i like slayer a bunch but i don't like these guys you know what i mean like what's the what's the difference you know because the, you know there are tons of solos and there are technical stuff in slayer and you know uh, both bands have great drummers both ha bands have great guitar players both bands are fast like and the only thing i could think of and I, and i don't know if this is the thing or not uh is a um i don't think slayers tuned down as much as these guys right and so i don't know if that's the issue but b one thing i realized is um i think in gojira and 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 in a lot of modern um metal there seems to be a thing where the kick hits with every uh guitar downstroke you know what i mean so the the kick hits are they they mirror the guitar uh downstrokes you mean where slayer about the doesn't polyrhythmic do like that yeah it's like through the whole but it's through the whole record and um it's not just the weird rhythmic that's definitely a style yeah you know and so i listen to some slayer and and you know that's not what dave lombardo lombardo and carrie king are doing like there's a kick pattern which is different than the strumming pattern on the guitar and literally that that and the tuning thing are the only things i could spot that were big differences so i don't know if that's what i don't like about gojira i will say uh you know so i when when i first uh <laughs> when, when when i first uh listen to a record I, I write notes as i listen to it and one of my right. things says this album would have been 15 percent better with half the kick drum hits so I think right away I realized like there's just way too much, way too much kick drum on this. And, have you ever listened to Meshuggah? I don't think so. No, I'm, I'm certain that John has. It is. I mean, it's in. It's pretty insane. Yeah, it was the first band that I listened to that was doing things like that that blew my mind. Although I'm sure, I'm, you know, I'm absolutely positive that they weren't the very first band to do that kind of thing maybe i'm wrong yeah it's just the first band that i ever heard do that and yeah. it is it's insane hmm. and i feel like any like a lot of the downtune you know proggy type or technical death metal bands basically you know adopted at least a little bit of that flavor like that's a little bit of the msg in their in their secret sauce yeah and what do you know when you go to Meshuga on Spotify, Gojira is the second fans also like band. Mm. Hmm? Yeah. Hmm? Yeah. You know, I was, uh, a lot of my initial notes are knocking these guys for things that I know from like watching current or newer quote unquote metal music on YouTube. So right. like, um, you know, I'm really interested in recording. And so a lot of, uh, y you know, I mean, metal has, has made a huge comeback in the last 20 years or whatever. Um, yeah. and so a majority of the, uh, like recording engineers that, that talk about recording on YouTube are recording metal stuff. Right. So I hear right. tons of it, just tons of down tune seven string, you know, blah, blah, blah. Um, 
you know, because, you know, 25 year old producers that are giving tips on YouTube are not recording Fleetwood Mac nowadays. Right. So, right. uh, I, I, I am exposed to a ton of music and my initial, uh, pot shots at these guys, I realize after, um, after watching the drummer play that, um, some solos on, on YouTube today are pot shots at all these bands copying Gojira. Right. So like, you know, every, <sighs> Playing a kick drum um, consistently, like the consistent uh, velocity of hits is really oh, hard, right? Yeah. You have to be fucking incredibly good. And so one of my snide remarks is, boy, this drummer has the most amazing kick foot. Every single kick is at the exact same velocity. How do they do that? And that was a swipe at uh, metal drummers who are using samples and they what they do is they... Uh, they can change the dynamics in the sample uh, to be the exact same hit every time, right? So, uh, well, I've stood on the side of the stage. It's even in live scenarios where all the drum sounds are triggered, and right. you see the the black metal drummers, you know, do their blast beats, and they're just tippy tapping, but it yeah. sounds like thunder out front, right? And so, but uh, watching uh, this Mario dude do drum solos on youtube i'm convinced that this guy can actually you know double kick drum at a consistent velocity you know like same with lombardo yeah, yeah. so They're fucking beasts <laughs> so my my swipe at these guys is actually a swipe at everyone else using triggered drums uh but this guy's got the talent you know um so very super impressive the one thing i don't like about like a lot of of uh modern metal is you know the kick sample that they use like being Clicky. a drummer drum kick drums and metal don't sound like that in real life like it doesn't sound like a subharmonic sonic boom with a typewriter on top of it clickety clickety click you know that, that that's not yeah, how yeah. a real kick drum sounds you know and so it's like maybe God, not your kick drum i i've yet to hear a kick drum in real life that sounds like that that has that. There's some story about click. how they taped a quarter to the front of uh, the uh, Vinnie Paul's yeah. beater. Yeah, yeah, I know they used to do that, um, but a, a lot of it is done with EQ and um, yeah, uh, other stuff like that nowadays. So it's not like if you listen to Slayer, like his kick drum doesn't sound anything like that. And I mean, you know, um, it's just recording has changed or whatever. And, and, you know, I know what, what they're trying to do though, is they're playing so fast and they're competing. The kick drums competing against a distorted bass and a distorted guitar. And so if you want to hear the kick for, to cut through, it can't just be all low end. And so what they do is they add a bunch of high end, that clicky shit, you know? And it's just like, ugh. so, so, you know, I get why they do it, but I'm just sick of hearing it. So anyways, so. I think, Yeah. With the down tuning of all of the instruments, all the, you know, whatever, tuned to D, C sharp, yeah. tuned, tuned down to fucking B and A, like, you know, that takes up a lot of sonic space. Yeah. Drums, drums have to live somewhere. Right. I'm just glad that I can actually hear the drums. Yeah. <laughs> and think about in the 60s and drums are just like buried in a mix it's right. like how terrible what can when you hear a pop song from the 60s how terrible is it that you when you can't hear the beat like that is rock and roll yeah i would rather hear 
terrible sounding drums and no drums. Yeah. That's my, that's a thing. That's my speakers are the most important thing that I'll hang my hat on. <laughs> there you go. You know? Yeah. Uh, well, I want to hear, but they have to be well played. Right. Well played, shitty drums every day, all day over l- can't hear the drums. I will say one thing I, I dig about Grojira is uh, this guy doesn't play with a double kick pedal. He plays with two kick drums. And that kind of harkens back to what we were talking about a few weeks ago. You made sure to do a lot of research on that. Yeah. Well, you just have to look at a picture of them playing live. And the guy's got two kicks. Snare in the center. Yeah. And a brass snare, by the way. So. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Yeah, he's playing a brass snare. I wonder what he paid. I don't know. For, he hopefully, might have got it for free. Hopefully he got it for free. Yeah. I think he's got a Tama endorsement and a Zildjian endorsement. Uh, I think I think it's funny when I see people playing heavy metal on Telecasters and the singer, guitar player in this band plays a Tele. Is that right? Yeah. Well, it's you know, a Tele with humbuckers. Yeah, it's like a Charvel or whatever with humbuckers oh. and a Floyd, you know. But I mean, I I think the first guy I saw playing heavy rock with a with a Tele was Mick Mars. I swear oh, he right, had a yeah. Tele with with humbuckers in it and i i thought it was it's in the uh girls 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 video right maybe i don't know yeah i'm almost positive let me but check i was into it and i i remain into it to this day yeah um i mean i don't i don't think it sounds it's just it just doesn't seem to fit you know what i mean like it'd be like a grunge dude playing like a flying flying b or something you know so Mike McCready plays Flying Bees occasionally. Oh, yeah? yeah. Okay, maybe an explorer then. Uh, I think he does that too. Doesn't look like they're even playing in the Girls, Girls, Girls video. Maybe it's Kickstart My Heart. Oh, yeah, and maybe in Girls, Girls, Girls are just like visiting all the fucking titteries. Right. Let's see. Kickstart My Heart. Uh, yeah, this is where they're playing show. And lots of funny cars. And they never film Mick. Come on now. This is terrible radio. <laughs> thank you uh yeah i don't think he's playing that anyways yeah metal yeah, telecasters interesting i'm into it yeah yeah i love it wow. tele, i think tellies are great uh i didn't care for all the pinch harmonics in this record it was a little too much yeah when i first put this record on i i feel like i was given a a wake-up call because i was like this is gonna be amazing and i'm gonna love it and I didn't. I didn't make it all the way through the record. But as the week went on and I was listening, and I listened on headphones, mm-hmm. I think it might have been the only way I listened. Oh, no, I listened in my truck also. But it uh, it grew on me. And I think that, because that first song has so many pick harmonic yeah, it's break, just, you know, and it's yeah. it's pretty herky-jerky. And I, I, like, I like a groove. To my, that's why Pantera was the greatest. Yeah. Because they just had such a deep pocket. Right. But as this record goes on, I feel like it gets better. Yes. Like, I think that if I was the producer, I would have sequenced this record differently. Yeah, for sure. To keep people... I mean, but also, what the fuck do I know? These guys are doing fine without my stupid opinion. (laughs) You know? Yeah. Like, they don't fucking need me to shit on their sequence. Yeah. Um, I'll do it anyway. Yeah, one of the uh, one of the interesting things about this band talk about doing it their way. So they um, uh, they 
when they started out, they were kind of blowing up a little bit and they couldn't get a record label in France to put out their record. Um, they wanted them to uh, not sing in English and something else. And the band was like, fuck that. And so they started their own label and put out their own, uh, their first record. Uh, and then they built their own studio and I think did uh, recordings in their own studio. So I kind of like the DIY aspect of these guys. And then obviously, you know, they got signed to a bigger label and all that stuff. But um, the two guys are brothers, uh, the drummer and the lead guitar player, uh, rhythm guitar really? player slash singer. Yeah. Um, and then. So that's a familiar formula. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, it's funny. Like, um, Reading the Wikipedia for these guys, when you look at their individual pages, uh, you can tell it was written by a non-English speaker. Right. So, um, like, uh, let me see if I can find the example here. <laughs> ah, um, uh, talking about the 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 other guitar player. Uh, his name's Christian. Christian. Uh, <laughs> part of his Wikipedia page says he maintains his organic garden when he's not on tour and practices fishing. So. He does what? He maintains his organic garden when he's not on tour and practices fishing. Practices fishing. Yeah, I thought that was funny. Practices fishing. Yeah. So I, I don't know. If, I don't know if he's like standing out in the yard pretending to fish, right? Or like fishing. That's on what the, it kind of sounds like. Yeah, to just me. like casting from his deck, maybe. I don't. I don't know. Jamie, yeah. words matter. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So fucking words matter. Thought that was that's funny. all i'm saying the christian guy the the lead guitar player from the band uh he got burned in the face by uh wind blowing uh one of their projected flames up or whatever and uh but the burns were fairly superficial so he just put some water on his face and continued the show which i thought was pretty cool what did it do to his eyebrows i don't, I don't know maybe it burned his beard off <laughs> burning beard that'd be pretty interesting to see when I was a kid, uh, that'd be a great stage gag. When I was a kid, um, we had a, I had a babysitter who uh, came over and she's babysitting me, and she went into the bathroom and shaved her eyebrows off. Came out, really? and scared the shit out of me. Yeah. Was she a, a punk rocker? Or no, was she just I don't know. She you? just fucking. I, I don't. I should ask my mom about that, but yeah, she just went in the bathroom and shaved. It her sounds fucking like eyebrows maybe she off. was on some tweak. Probably. Though you know those babysitters are more affordable, so. <laughs> it's true <laughs> yeah. it's true uh performing for an audience largely unaccustomed to metal music gorge's delicate mission was to close the evening of saturday at the glenmore stage described as more powerful than motorhead's concert in 2008 on the same stage the show began with the song lizard skin with an estimated crowd between 40,000 and 50,000 people 20 minutes later, between 4,000 and 5,000 participants remained. <laughs> wow. Newspaper Le Telegramme uh, claimed that, quote, the show was of such rare sonic power, so brutal that the band lost 90% of the attendance along the way. <laughs> so, <laughs> that was pretty funny. Uh, is that the reason? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, I like this, I, you know. I think listening, well, there's a huge difference between taking in live music and listening to pre-recorded music. Yeah. First of all, let's just say that for the record and anyone that's listening hasn't, you know, added these two things up yet just for the record. Uh, 
outside of, you know, I'm trying to think of someone who would, who we've shit on, who's probably incredible live. Like I know that Radiohead is incredible live and everyone that sees them says so. Yeah. I'll still talk shit about them. Well, that kid a is a bad record. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. No matter how good they are live. Uh, you know, for all I know, maybe some of those songs are good live. Yeah. Doubt it. No, but you know, it's possible. Uh, these guys very well might, I mean, I think they're incredible live, but yeah, I watched some live videos last night of them and it was a great show. So strangely of all, like of all the festivals, all the big metal festivals in Europe that I've done, I've never seen these guys. Huh? Never seen them. Yeah. Me neither. <laughs> Which is weird. But anyway, you know, an album can be sub and, and a band can be incredible. Yeah. Now their uh, live show um, looked, you know, uh, visually was visually appealing and, you know, they sounded just like they do on the record. My, my only complaint about their live show was no fucking amps on the stage, but seems to be most bands nowadays. Travesty. Right. Yeah. Are they using modelers and in-ears? I, uh, they're definitely using ears, or at least the drummer is and the singer is. Um, they still have wedges, you know, um, and they had uh, 5150 cabinets on the, uh, like set up kind of like a side fills, like on the sides of the stage, probably for hmm. feedback or something maybe. Um, but yeah, no, like backline of amps. Um, so they're on the, uh, they're on the cover of Rolling Stone this month, according to their website. And I was like, whoa, really? And so I went to Rolling Stone's website and I couldn't find anything about it. Rolling and, Stone, France. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so it's like being in my zine you know <laughs> and, sort of yeah so i mean I'm france has some possible. has a couple of good metal festivals but i don't think that it's i think that they are metal fans are in the minority like there's not it's not big on metal and rock yeah i would think germany would be big in the metal right they for sure are. Yeah. So they like that technical shit. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. They well, love you know, that you shit. You know what they say? Fucking uh, American guitars, British amps, and German microphones. So. Is that what they say? What do they say about speakers? British? Yeah, probably. Well, that's part of the amp, right? That's what you say. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a part of the amp. <laughs> it's just not a part of the amp sure unless is. you're Rudy. Is it? Uh, is so what? What's inside a, a deluxe reverb? Well, that's part of a combo amp. Exactly. What about a head and cap? Yeah. But you, words matter, We can't Jamie. get back on this. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Jamie, words matter. Uh, words matter. Let's see. I'm pretty surprised that, you know, so these guys started out as Godzilla in 1996. They've been together for- They were like, called Godzilla They were first? called Godzilla for their first few years, and then they changed to Gorgira. Did they get sued? Uh, I didn't see anything about that. So, although, hmm. I, you know- you would think they would be sued for Gojira as well because that's what Godzilla was released as in Japan. So maybe they're trying to get sued. Yeah. And they just fucking couldn't even get sued. Well, I mean, can they? Because Godzilla is a movie and these guys are music. And I know that with trademark stuff, um, as long as the things don't are, are in separate uh like categories, it's okay. So like for example, Apple Computer, um, was okay being called Apple computer as long as they didn't do music 
because right. of Apple Records. And then once they started doing uh, music, Paul McCartney went after them, and then they had yeah, and then they had to settle with the Beatles at that point. So. Which Why they, didn't they just call it something else instead of give their money away? That's what I'd do. Well, so Steve Jobs was a huge Beatles fan and wanted the Beatles on iTunes. And so that's a good call. Part of that uh, negotiation, you know, to pay off Apple Records so they could, so Apple Computer could do music was we want the Beatles on iTunes. So, yeah. Anyways, uh, yeah, they've been around for like 25 years and they've only had one band member replaced, which is amazing <laughs> if you think about it. That is pretty amazing. Yeah, like that is not how bands roll nowadays. <laughs> or, well, no, ever, I ever. think, right? No, they don't do that. Yeah. Huh. Um, so the uh, Joe DePlanter, uh, the singer-guitar player, uh, he owns a recording studio called Silver Chord Studio in uh, Brooklyn now and lives really? in brooklyn yep huh and then the brother I feel like maybe i knew that maybe two, i heard that the two brothers oftentimes uh the drummer and the guitar player will switch places when they're performing live so what yeah like they'll switch drums and, and yeah and guitar yeah it says the planter also plays drums occasionally while performing uh during live performances when he and his brother mario switch places so well, I really, I, I really like these guys. All of a sudden, <laughs> talented, uh, talented crew. Uh, Joe DePlanter said that he was inspired by Mike Oldfield when writing songs, which I thought was cool. If people don't yeah. know, Mike Oldfield wrote, wrote uh, "Tubular Bells," uh, and "Tubular Bells" is what was used in the ex- part of "Tubular Bells" is what was used in the Exorcist. The whole song or whatever is like two sides of an album, isn't it? Uh, yeah. Yeah, like you have to flip the the fucking album over in the middle of the song. <laughs> it's pretty fucking wild. So, uh, wow. Which I don't know if uh, the Mike Oldfield story that I told uh, that was told to me by Guffy is true. Uh, if it is, it's amazing. And when we do the Purple Rain episode, we should have John tell us uh, the history of Mike Oldfield as he knows it, which is pretty good. So, <laughs> I would love that. Yeah, it's good. Uh, uh, let's see. I have anything else? Um, not a whole lot. These guys opened for Metallica on their Russian European tour in 2010. Um, and my only other note is, do you think the producer of this record sent an intern out to the ocean to record whale sounds? <laughs> Here, take this 58, put it in a plastic bag, swim out of the ocean. De- I definitely really enjoyed this record later in the week when i put it on sunday or monday for the first time it was too much yeah this was this is a lot like listening to uh this uh, fucking whiplash going from the fucking happy peaceful shit of last week to this yeah now there, there's been a few albums where like it was a struggle to get through it the first on the initial listen and this was definitely one of them um i still don't you know th- I mean, I think these guys are great musicians um, and great at writing parts and stuff. And I think some, a lot of the parts are interesting. Um, I think the recording sounds really good. It's just not my thing. Right. So, I mean, it was easier to get through towards the end of the week. And uh, I think part, part of the problem is for some reason, whenever I would um, like go back to Spotify, it kept starting at the first song. And the first two songs with the fucking pinch harmonics, I'm just like, Ugh. 
Uh, yeah, there it's my least favorite. Yeah. And it's funny, the the songs towards the end of the record are definitely different, you know, like yeah. from each other and stuff even. Um, and easier to listen to. So but I kept getting kicked back to the beginning of the record, which bummed me out. Definitely not not my favorite tracks at the top. No. But I I liked this. I did. I liked the record. Uh there these guys clearly have an elevated technical prowess. Yeah. And the record sounds amazing. Uh I still, you know, I didn't love it. No. But I think that given all those things, I still am going to grade it well. Like it's not going to get a bad grade for me just cuz I didn't I didn't fall in love with it. Like I'll probably go back and try and listen to their latest record now. Yeah. yeah. Which I haven't done. Um, just to see how it's developed. Cause this is their second record. Yeah. Like this is the band's second fucking record, you know? Well, I mean, they'd been a band for 10 years at this point. Right. So it's but not it was like their second were... record and they put out EPs and stuff. It was their second record. And I just think that when you put a record out and go out on tour, things change often. Yeah. A lot sometimes. So I don't know. I'm gonna go. I'll go listen to some more. Before before you before you grade it, I, I do have a question for you, and I don't need to get fucking browbeat about grades. I have a legitimate question. So when I give this a grade, should I be giving it the grade that I? Th- so like for example, say Mozart put out a record, right? <laughs> okay, it's an amazing thing. It's just not your thing. Do you give it a mm. D or do you give it an A? I don't know. It's your grade. But what would you do for something that you think a lot of people would like is technically good, but it's just not your thing? For for this podcast? Sure. Yeah. Or just... Because I'm trying to decide in, what grade to give it. Uh, I think that you... Get, because only one of the factors that you fucking trumpet on about <laughs> in your grading scale has to do with whether or not you'll listen to it again, right? Uh-huh. Uh, and so, I don't know. There are probably some great records that we've we've done that you won't listen to again. Right. Um, so, I don't know. Maybe that knocks it a, a quarter of a grade, not a full half grade. Yeah. That's what I'd say. <sighs> okay. I give this record a, a B plus because... It's fucking mind blow. A lot of it is mind blowing. It's like it's great, I, and I and there are a few riffs that are really sinister and made me feel a little like like they made my stomach fucking turn. Yeah, with with like it's almost like uh, I don't know if Alice in Chains sort of were the genesis of this in modern metal, but a lot of single note Oops. riffs with bends and like half bends and quarter bends. And it's just like really filthy, filthy and creative ways to, to make these nasty sounds. Yeah. And these guys have, <clears throat> have mastered them. So yeah, that's what they get from me for this record as a, the as a band, they get an A, yeah. but this record, it gets a B plus. I think that would you give it a B plus? Yeah. 
I'm gonna give it a, a like a C plus. Um, oh fuck! You know what? I'm gonna give it a B. And the the reason I'm changing my grade from a C plus to a B is it's because I'm rubbing off on you. No, no, no. Because there's a lot of shit on this record that I'm so fucking tired of hearing, like that that kick drum sound and blah blah blah. But I feel like these guys are probably the guys that started it, so it's not their fault that I'm tired of it. You know what I mean? Like, why give them a lower grade because everybody cop their shit? You know, that's not fair to them. Um, I think a lot of people would really like this record. I never want to hear it again. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, what you know? Yeah. Before we would listen to it, I was like, "Oh, this is great! I'm gonna love it. You're gonna love it." And w- you thought I was gonna love this? Yeah, but now <laughs> I know. Well, I mean, listening this week, I was like, "Oh, Jamie's gonna hate this." Actually, yeah. what do you think of uh, Mastodon? It's weird. I kind of like them, and I kind of hate it. Like, if it's on, I'll listen to it. Or like, if if one of their like live performance videos comes up. Um, uh, like as a suggested video on YouTube, I'll, I'll like I'll click on it and watch it. Uh, right. But I've never. I don't think I've ever actually like opened up Spotify and searched for Mastodon and listened to it. But um, I think that I, I think the drummer uh, is super good. I've watched all their rig rundowns. Um, I think they're insane guitar player. That uh, not the guy that had the mullet and has the signature explorer. The other dude. The guy with the head tattoo? Yeah, 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 with the face tattoo. I think that guy, although I would never want to play in a band with that dude, I think he's funny. Um, oh, yeah. Like, super I've, funny. I've like, spent some backstage time with those guys, yeah. and that guy in particular. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, I think he's super funny. I think the singer's yeah. good. The, the singing bass player's good. He seems funny. Like They're uh, all great. Yeah, I mean, they seem like a fun group of dudes, you know? Um but yeah, I'm not, I'm not like, oh, I want to, you know, listen to these guys in my car, you know? So, right. I mean, I, you're I like, too busy I, listening to ukulele music. I like, I like watching them play live because they have stacks of orange amps or, and, uh, they have a bunch of killer guitars. <laughs> so, right. so like, watching that, like, you know, so, and they seem funny. So they're an amazing live band. Yeah. Also. Yeah. I've seen those guys a lot. Yeah. Well, shit. Yeah. B and B plus. Pretty good. Yeah, not too bad. Gojira. Yeah. I mean, I think if you're in into metal, like modern metal, you'll definitely like this record. Cuffy loves this, right? Yeah. He said he likes it, so yeah. we'll, we'll see what his uh, intro says. <laughs> uh, what's next week? The Temptations, Cloud Nine. Really? Yeah. So that'll be good. Interesting. I was, uh, I told Jennifer what the next two seasons were and she's like, I need to fill out that goddamn form. <laughs> so, she does. It's going to be a bunch of gangster rap and thrash metal. Yeah. <laughs> Dirty Southeast rap or whatever she's into. <laughs> so yeah, it's going to be some fucking crunk, <laughs> a bunch of crunk. You know, it's fucking <laughs> Jennifer has a way wider, uh, musical taste. Uh, than i do and also wait a minute what yeah <laughs> and also is probably a better musician than i am uh, <laughs> like i feel like she should be on the show and and is probably and is funnier than i am so 
Yeah, you blew it asking me to do this podcast. You should ask Jen. <laughs> she's probably she's funnier than both of us. Yeah, she's very funny. So and uh, yeah, she it's funny. She has a bunch of like musical talent. Uh, you should but, you should try to grab sound bites throughout the week when she's making comments about the records that you're listening to, <laughs> and they can even be low quality. The you know it's funny the the best stuff that she says she always forbids me of of posting it online. So <laughs> like, oh god, yeah, I, should, I, I need to just have like an anonymous Twitter account where I post what she actually says because it's fucking gold. So yeah, but her sister's like a like a super amazing opera singer and stuff like oh really yeah she's like sung the national anthem at like uh uh, what's our basketball team called um uh, the the blazers Blazers? yeah she sang the national anthem at blazers games and shit oh wow yeah went to some crazy college in in california for being a singer and all that shit and uh yeah and jennifer's got it too you know she's just like naturally talented at music stuff like like I remember one day she called me and she's like, "Hey, isn't this one of your songs?" And she has my guitar and she starts playing one of my punk rock songs. And she doesn't even play guitar. Like <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, what do you First of all, what are you doing with my guitar? Secondly, how the fuck did you figure that out?" You know, like she just randomly I'm picks not up my sure guitar off what, the wall and I'm not sure what the subtext of this story actually says. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, she's a way better but she's just not interested in playing music, I guess. I don't know. It's really too bad. Have you gotten her behind the drums before? What's that? Have you gotten her behind the drums before? Uh, I don't know. She used to have a drum set when we first met. Um, really? Yeah. And um, I think it's in the attic now. But um, yeah, there was a little while where I was teaching her how to play bass and stuff. And we were playing like Police and The Cure and a bunch of shit on bass. But huh. um, yeah, I don't know. She just... Uh, she can take it or leave it, you know? So, whereas I'm like, oh right. yeah, I want to play guitar. She's just like, ah, eh, whatever. So, but yeah, my point is she would have been a better co-host for you than I would have been. <laughs> <laughs> well, <sighs> she can actually read and, and, uh, pronounce, pronounce words correctly. <laughs> yeah. But, she, uh, she's probably not nearly as good on the group text with Guffy. <laughs> she, she, she will not send you reverb listings at two in the morning for, speaker cabinets for sale in new york city and that uh that really ups 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 your real estate value <laughs> yeah. jamie uh all right well next well, listen, week it's it's 10 o'clock here yeah and that's like three o'clock in the morning to me all right man so i'm gonna pass out soon okay also my butt is sweaty so i'm sitting on my i'm you know i'm upstairs in the bedroom right now yeah old the old style like this is where we started. Yeah. Do you have the uh, the mic on the crazy boom arm next to the bed? Yep. Really? Yeah. <laughs> so is that your main bedroom? Yeah. Like, and do you always have the mic on the boom arm in the bedroom? No, no, no. I had oh. to bring it up here and set it up and uh, stuff. Okay. I was yeah. ki- I was kind of hoping maybe <laughs> I'd hear a story where you're like, maybe it was. I was having there. sex with Christine and I swung the boom arm mic over and started announcing things. Uh, <laughs> no, I mean, if it was going to be in here, there'd be a camera mount on it. Right, right. <laughs> but, but there's, it's not, and there's not. Yeah. So there you go. I should put a uh, camera uh, GoPro on my uh, SM7, but 
it's so close to my mouth it would just film my forehead <laughs> awesome. this recording stinks yeah <laughs> all right buddy all right Deuter. next week the temptations the temptations yeah. what's it called uh the record is called cloud nine cloud nine i'm gonna so, listen to the shit out of this listen to that people and we'll talk about it next week have a great one all right you too buddy see you bye bye